Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Grant Blackwood, the author of the heart-pounding new Tom Clancy thriller, Under Fire, which was released last week. Grant, welcome. Good morning, Stephen. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure to talk with you. I had the opportunity to read the book, and it is indeed a fascinating, page-turning, it's a Tom Clancy book. And, and I'm, I'm curious, uh, how do you, as, as the author, I know you co-wrote one of these with Mr. Clancy, how do you, as the author, uh, put yourself into that style of writing? Well, I, I think my, my real start in, in getting to this point um, was reading Hunt for Red October, and I, I did it aboard ship mm-hmm. while doing some of the same kind of work that Tom talked about his characters doing in Hunt for Red October. And, of course, I read everything he's written. And so by the time I I did Dead or Alive with him, which came out in 2010, um, I was already well-steeped in the Clancy fiction universe. Mm-hmm. And doing Dead or Alive with him and having it done did so well on the New York Times bestseller list, I kind of hit the ground uh, with a solid foundation, and I just carried this over into Under Fire. We know it's his characters, it's his world, we know what he likes, he would have liked to have written about, um, and so he's kind of always sitting on my shoulder when I'm writing these. All right. You mentioned the first book making the New York Times bestseller list. You shared some news with me before we started recording, but I'd, I'd, I'd like it if you could share it with our listeners, because this episode is actually going to go live tomorrow, June 26th. Yes, we just uh, learned last night that uh, Under Fire will debut at number four on the New York Times bestseller list. And that is phenomenal. Congratulations on that. Uh, what Thank an honor. You. Thank you. All right, let's 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 get started talking about uh, Under Fire. Can you share with us uh, your overview of the storyline? Well, from the very start, I, I knew that I wanted to do a very personal, uh, tightly focused story just on Jack Ryan Jr. with a few exceptions in some scenes. And I wanted to kind of harken back to his past. And so Seth Gregory is a friend of his from high school, or St. Matthew's Academy is what they called it. In fact, he was perhaps Jack's only friend in high school. And um, Jack is having lunch in Iran uh, with Seth, just on an off chance they're both there at the same time. And uh, Seth gives him a cryptic message, then promptly disappears and is accused of being a traitor. And so Jack has to hunt Seth down to figure out if uh, what's being said about him is true. And if it is, got to bring him in. And if it isn't, Jack's got to solve the problem. So uh, that's the book, mainly Jack trying to figure out what's going on. Of course, there's a bigger picture going on that Jack stumbled into, and the reader will find that as time goes on. For readers who maybe are familiar with Clancy's work from several years ago, the word, the name Jack Ryan might be familiar, but the name Jack Ryan Jr. might not be. So can you bring those people up to date on who Jack Ryan Jr. is? Sure. Jack Ryan Jr. works for uh, an agency, an entity called The Campus. It's an off-the-books kind of shadow anti-terrorist organization actually created by Jack Ryan Sr., and the debut of the campus appeared in Teeth of the Tiger back in 2003. And Jack started there as just a plain old analyst sitting in front of the computer. And with Dead or Alive in 2010, we shifted Jack from analyst to field operative. Um, and ever since then, that's what he's been doing. And so by the time the reader gets to under fire, Jack has several years of being uh, kind of a black ops guy under his belt. 
Um, and that's what they'll see in under fire is, is Jack Ryan Jr., special operator on the ground, um, up close and personal. I had a little difficulty figuring out which number book this was featuring Jack Ryan Jr. Is it the third or are there more? There are more. It, you know, it, of course, Jack Ryan Jr. appeared as a, a kid in mm-hmm. the earlier books. Um, but, you know, there's Teeth of the Tiger, Dead or Alive, Mark Greeny has done three or four before this one. I don't have the number in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a series that uh, started in 2010, uh, well, started back up, and it's um, five or six books now. Okay. All right. Now, I, I went to your website. I looked at all of the different things you're doing, and I don't know how, how you have time to do this interview, for one thing. Uh, you're writing your own series. You, you've written you're, You've written your own series. You're You've co-written with Tom Clancy. You've written this book uh, uh, by yourself uh, under the name uh, or under the Tom Clancy umbrella. You've co-written with Clive Cussler, James Rollins, and I hear you're working on a a, a brand new series. I am. Uh, I've been busy, and I I think, you know, in this business, you starve for a long time. (laughs) So when when you start making enough money to put food in your bowl— um, you always say yes. And I've been really lucky to have been able to say yes to some really great authors that I've had a chance to work with. So it's been busy, but it's been fun. How do you alternate back and forth between different writing styles? And, and then, of course, to find your own voice when you're writing your own fiction? Well, I, I, well I'll get back to style in a second, but switching mental gears is kind of part and parcel with being a co-author. But um, having read, of course, Clive mm-hmm. extensively and Tom Clancy and uh, James Rollins, I, I kind of knew what their style was, and I know what the goal of the book is. I know what we're trying to accomplish. And so I've gotten better over the years of just switching that mental gear and knowing where I'm headed and what my purpose is here. Uh, style for me is about being lean, telling the reader what they need to know to keep them entertained and just keep moving on. And so I think that that leanness, if I attenuate it correctly, works well with everybody else's style. That's true, but there's there's a when you use the term lean with Tom Clancy books, lean in in writing style, I, I completely understand. But Tom Clancy books tend to be thick books. They're uh, they're probably longer than your own fiction, and that's what readers expect. Um, I, I expect it's sort of the same with the uh, Clive Cussler book as well. Well, Tom Clancy books, yeah, are, are very unique in that they they take a huge worldview and they examine a lot of different topics, um, from the mundane to the complex and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of enjoying the, the Clancy fiction universe journey. And so when I got together with Tom and I, uh, we started working with Better Alive, I kind of took off the reins and I let my imagination go. And um, where we needed to talk more about certain issues, I did. And I just kind of was able to, again, switch mental gears. Okay. And uh, this book, as you mentioned, it takes place in Iran, Iran's a country that's undergoing a lot of change right now. Um, it, it's something that they've been undergoing for years, and they, it, it seems as though change comes in fits and starts. Um, wh- what do you see happening in Iran from the research that you did for this book? Well, it, it's interesting because I chose, and Iran is kind of the jumping off point for Jack Ryan Jr. in this book. He goes elsewhere, of course, as mm-hmm. you know, but I, I chose what I thought was an interesting take on the Iran of the, the fiction universe. 
we're working in, and that is that it's a moderating Iran. Right. Uh, it's a new president, mm-hmm. and they're moving more toward Western-style democracy and, and openness, which is not unprecedented. That happened in the past. Iran uh, in the 50s was very pro-Western, very open. And so I chose to do that just because I thought it was an interesting take on that region. Um, but, you know, time will tell. Iran right now is is not open, not uh, fully democratic. Whether that will change, whether deals that are, are in place or might be in place will help or hurt, I don't know. Um, that's the true answer. Only time will tell. I thought it was interesting, and I may pronounce the name wrong, but the, the, the female character that uh, Jack's love interest in the book, is it Isabel? Isabel? It's- Isabel Cushini. Okay. Uh, I, I found her perspective on things uh, on the ground in Iran to be interesting. So uh, what's that like to, to write from the perspective uh, of a woman in Iran? Well, she is, you know, Isabel Cushini is uh, Iranian father, American mother. And so she kind of is of two worlds uh, to begin with. Um, but she is, I think, even without the moderation in Iran that we see in the book. So Isabel Kashini is is not a wilting flower, as readers will see. Mm-hmm. And so I think even if it were not um, in this book and open and moving toward openness, um, she would be on the cutting edge of pushing things uh, for women, pro-feminism, in a very, probably a moderated way, because she's got to be careful. Um, but yeah, Jack gets to see... Iran of old and Iran of new through her eyes oftentimes. And I think that was, I know it was fascinating for me, and I'm sure it's fascinating mm-hmm. for the readers. It really was. That was among the most fascinating things in the book for me. Uh, just getting that, I don't know, it felt like an insider view of, of what was going on. And of course, that's why we read these uh, international thrillers, to, to experience things that it would be difficult for us to experience otherwise. Exactly so, Yes. Uh, let's talk for a minute about the fiction you write under your own name. You've got you've got an existing series, and then you're working on something completely new. So can you talk for a second about the uh, existing series? Sure. That's the Briggs Tanner series, and mm-hmm. those are my first three novels that um, I ever published. It's uh, End of Enemies, Wall of Night, and Echo of War, and they're all out digitally right now. In fact, we're coming up on well, next year will be the 15th anniversary of End of Enemies publication. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Briggs Tanner, who works, um, coincidentally, for a kind of covert, off-the-books, gray organization that does a lot of the things that um, Jack Ryan Jr. of the campus does. Um, and so he's a special operator. He basically uh, specializes in um, getting the job done where nobody else can or will. Um, so those are the first three books. The current series, in at the risk of sounding overly cagey, I'm still in the early stages. Of okay. it, but I will say this: um, the the protagonist that I am writing about does a lot of the very dicey things that I usually write about. He, he used to be a, a pararescue swimmer for the Air Force. He used to be diplomatic security service um, freelance journalist who goes into war torn countries. So he's always on that bleeding edge of danger. Um, but he is saddled with an impediment that makes him both the perfect person for that kind of job and the absolute worst person. Mm-hmm. And uh, when readers uh, get to the book, finally, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have any sense? Uh, I know you're at early stages of this. Uh, is this uh, next year, year after kind of thing? 
You know, I don't know. I, I've learned early on, I learned the best thing a writer can do um, to keep themselves from going crazy is just keep their head down, keep writing and focus on the blank screen in front of them. And that's what I try to do. And that's where those pesky internet problems that occasionally insert themselves into Skype-based interviews uh, rear their ugly heads. We were nearly done with the interview anyway. Uh, we were pretty much at the, uh, at the point where I would ask Grant where people can keep up with his work. And he did say to go to his website, which is www.grantblackwood.com. It's a beautiful website. has all his books there, things he's working on. He's got a newsletter you can sign up for. And it also has links to his Facebook and Twitter pages. So, again, that's grantblackwood.com. Again, we've been speaking with Grant Blackwood. And his new book is Under Fire, which is going to debut next week at number four on the New York Times bestseller list, which is just unbelievable. So check out Grant's book, and we will talk again soon. Thanks so much for listening.